We just need to trust in the process. And when you can trust in the process, trust in the steps, trust in the whispers, trust in the hunches, trust in the lessons, the uncomfortableness, the comfort zone, the stretching of that, when you can trust in that process and trust yourself and back yourself, that's where the magic is. That's where the money is. That's where the rich mystic man resides. If I could be anything, I can be fucking anything. I still remember the day I had that realization while speaking at our Freedom Fest event. And I'm here to tell you that you can be fucking anything you want in life. I am Clint X Morgan, your host for the Rich Mystic Man podcast. And if you're ready to create a life of freedom, connection, and abundance, this podcast is for you. What's up, legends? Today, we're going to discuss the topic of how often do you have a passionate thought or idea that comes through that you talk yourself out of? You procrastinate, you hold off, you put it to the side, you shut that voice off and you don't honor yourself and you don't follow through. So today, I'm going to show you through my story, through my example, how by following the whispers of your soul. And I want to drill home three key points. That when you jump the universal back you, courage comes in through action. And when we can and we can trust the process. And we can nail these three elements, then we start to feel more fulfilled. We start to do those things that's those whispers, those nudges, those things that are coming through you, those little beacons, those reminders, those what I call whispers of your soul. And the more we act on them, the more we feel fulfilled and the more our life unfolds, how it's meant to unfold. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> Far from it. But it will be adventurous. It will be exciting. You will feel a set feel a sense of fulfillment and you will be an inspiring example of what's possible for others and so for those who know me I am now what you'd call a a beginning artist a rookie artist a rapper an Aussie rapper and that hasn't always been the case. And I remember growing up as a kid, listening to my favorite tunes, you know, Tupac was playing, Eminem was playing, and Snoop Dogg was playing, Dre was playing, and I just loved rap music, just loved it, loved it. And so I'd always, you know, know the tunes that my favorite song and I guess I always dreamt that I was like, I'd love to be a rapper. Like I was, I just, I guess I idolized rappers and I was like, you know what? Like that would be so cool. Like I just was so inspired. However, it was like, I just thought that's not in this lifetime. That's not me. You know, maybe in another life. I'm just a white dude from Australia. I'm not a rapper, you know? I thought it'd be a great idea, but I'm like, well, it's not my purpose. It's not part of my plan. 
And it wasn't until I created success in my business and I started making good money, I began to ask the question is like, okay, what else? Like, what else? What else is there to do? What else is part of my purpose? What else is part of my plan? And, you know, I was enjoying the business and getting a lot out of it and making a lot of money and doing some cool stuff and making a lot of impact and growing an epic community. And we, my wife and I put on these events called Freedom Fest. And Freedom Fest is like, it's about being free. It's about expression. It's about showing up. It's about financial freedom, time freedom, about being the best version of you that you can be and leading and being an inspiring example of what's possible for others. And so we had our first Freedom Fest event. It wasn't called Freedom Fest at that stage. It was called uh, the Freedom Mansion Mastermind. It had 33 people. Then we had our next one. had 215 people. Our next one had 500 people. And at that one, I was doing a keynote. And my topic was following the whispers of your soul. And so I was super nervous, you know, like confronted by public speaking. If anyone's ever done it, it scares the shit out of you. Doesn't matter how many times you've done it. It's still, you're on the stage. You got all these people watching you, expecting something powerful to be shared. The nerves are real. Palms are sweaty. And I was like, you know, after the break, we'd get everyone you know, amped. We'll get everyone in the, everyone to shift their energy, you know, come into the room, we'll play some music, get people dancing. And so I play Dave Getter, just a little more love, just a little more peace, one of my favorite dance tracks. And so played that, you know, everyone was, everyone was swaying, everyone was moving, everyone was jumping. I was on the mic and, you know, would sound the best singer. Like going around, but I, but I was singing it and getting everyone to sing it that knew the words, you know. And so, song finished. Everyone sits down. Room goes silent, and I just share. I start sharing, and I said, "You know what?" I said, "That was a really powerful moment for me, because you know what? If I could be anything, I'd be a DJ or a rapper." A musician. And then I just got into my keynote and I started talking, you know, sharing the topic, following the whispers of your soul, just reading the slides. And as I'm presenting, I'm like, if I could be anything, if I could be anything, I'd be a musician. I was like, I can be fucking anything. And so I'm like, here I am telling people, following the whispers of your soul. I was like, my soul's whispering to me, be a rapper. You're a rapper. The writing's on the wall. (laughs) It's in you. And I'm like, in that moment, I was like, holy shit, maybe I can be a rapper. What if I just lent into it? What if I just gave it a crack? Maybe it's just something I need to learn. Like, I'm like, here I am an entrepreneur. Here I am on the stage speaking. And if you had told me 10 years ago that I'd be 
in front of 500 people on a stage with the mic speaking, I would have punched you in the face. Because there's nothing that was more confronting or scary for me than public speaking. Talking to more than six people at once, I would stutter on my words. I remember um, back in my early days as an entrepreneur, I opened up a gym with a business partner. We had an opening party for it in Brisbane. And I went to, you know, we're all like, we'll do a few, we'll say a few words as the trainers. And, you know, we had our trainers there. We had our, uh, we had our clients there. We had uh, friends and family there. My ex-girlfriend was there. And so we said to the trainers, like, everyone get up and just share a few words, like why this is important for you. And so me and my business partner did the same thing. And, and I was like super nervous two days before I couldn't sleep. You know, moments before it, I was doing nervous poos, freaking out. Thought maybe a couple of beers might calm the nerves. Didn't do anything. I got up there to talk. I had a few notes written out on a piece of paper. And I went to read those notes. And the words literally didn't come out of my mouth. I was uh, stu- 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 stuttering. And it got to the point where I sort of just walked off. Didn't finish what I was saying. It was the most embarrassing moment of my life. However, it also got me to take some action and go, all right, I need to figure this speaking thing out, right? And when the student is ready, the mentor appears and literally a day or two later, someone inboxed me about a speaking event. And so next minute I'm at this speaking event, super nervous, but I'm learning how to speak. I'm showing up, I'm leaning into the edge, I'm leaning into the discomfort. And so now, you know, 10 years later, was it 10 years later? Yeah, about 10 years later, I'm on a stage with 500 people sharing. So I'm like, wait a second, like I wasn't always a speaker, but here I am speaking. I'm not the best speaker on the planet. You know, I'm no Tony Robbins or John D. Martini, but I can speak. I can get up there and hold the audience and deliver a point. At least I'm having a crack. I'm like, well, maybe I could do it with rapping. Maybe I could do it with music. And so my first point that I wanted to bring home is like, you know, when you jump, the universe will back you. And so I just thought, well, how about I just lean into it? How about I give it a crack? How about I see what happens? And so I did what any normal person did, does when they, when they want to become a rapper put a post on Facebook and I just shared is anyone out there like a a voice coach that can help me with my voice had a few people comment had someone you know reach out that resonated with me name's Maya and Turns out she had like, you know, done done a track with Dr. Dre. She's from LA and she helped people to express and block whatever's energetically in the way of expressing your voice. And so for me, my, uh, my upbringing around music was with my, my dad, right? Love him. Love you, dad. And so anytime I would sing when I was younger... Someone, my dad, 
I'd hear this, don't quit your day job. And so that was my conditioning around uh, singing and expressing through my voice. And so, yeah, I had this belief that I can't sing, which I still don't think I'm the best singer. I'm a, my producer will tell you that I'm tone deaf and singing is not my uh, strong point. I should definitely stick to rapping, um, which I'm comfortable with at the moment until that changes. And so I, this person showed up in my life. And then I was at an event. Not long after, I was at an event, and uh, a friend of mine, Gabby Kowalski, had this event. Uh, it was a leadership event. And I was there. I'd just been come back from India. I went on this spiritual quest in India. And that's, you know, another story. Spiritual quest in India. I was at this event, feeling good, you know, just sort of done a lot of clearing and healing and, and I was feeling in a good place. Right? And I went to this leadership event. I think my wife was away because we did this course together. We did this mastermind together. But for this event, she was away. And so we're at this event. It was a four-day event. It was day three. Gabby opens the, the event with, listen, we have a special guest. We have a special treat for you guys today. And it was... Alex Tripod, now a close friend of mine, and she says she's got a rap that she's written. And I'm sitting there, I was like, well, this is cool. Anyway, so she got up and she played this played this track, and next minute she comes out and she's doing this rap, and it's all like she's talking about this quantum stuff, and she's talking about herself, and it's like very Alex expressed through this song. And I was like, ooh, that's epic. And I was just really inspired by that, and I got this like inspiration this little voice inside me that said Clint asked Gabby to do your written word piece because I'd had been doing some written word I'd been you know sort of writing poems and and uh, little pieces of written word starting to rhyme a little bit um, but it was more like a written word piece I had this piece called Rebel and so I was like ask her and I'd learned over the years when this voice Andy Frizzella calls the boss voice. You got the bitch voice and the boss voice. The bitch voice is the one that talks you out of stuff. The boss voice is the one that like is calling you forward. Is is calling you to step up. Because it's calling you to do the stuff that's uncomfortable. It's getting you outside your comfort zone. It's leading you where you need to go. And when you start to listen to that voice, things start to flow. Things start to grow. And so. I was aware of that. And so this this thing, this inspiration came. And I was like, all right, give it a crack. So I asked Gabby. So I said, hey, Gabby. I said, listen, you know, that thing from Alex was awesome. I said, tomorrow, do you reckon I can open up and do my writ written word piece? She's like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, of course. Epic. What is it? So I told her what it is. She's like, okay, great. And so the next day I got up, super nervous, right? Freaking the fuck out. It's a room of leaders. Here I am delivering this this piece. Right? Ten years ago, this would have freaked me the fuck out. But I was excited. You know, I was feeling I was feeling good about it. Felt nervous, but I was excited. And I think that's a key a key point, right? Anything that's 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 the right thing for you, right? When you know you're on the right path, there's a level of discomfort and uncomfortableness and nervousness. 
and excitement. So there's this like, boom, boom, dun, 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 boom. There's like an adrenaline hit. You're like, well, I'm scared the fuck, man. I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so got there, delivered my, my rebel piece. Everyone was moved by it. You could tell that it was received well and finished that. Felt good. And then we're at lunch. We're at lunch break. And Alex comes up to me. Alex Tripod who did the rap. And she's like, dude, she's like, that was epic. That thing. And we didn't really know each other then, right? We were sort of just just getting to know each other a little bit. She goes, dude, that was epic. And I was like, thanks, man. I was like, your rap was epic as well. And she goes, hey, dude. She goes, <laughs> this is how she speaks. Hey, dude. <laughs> she goes, I'm doing this event next year called Love Wins. Right, it's going to be a thousand people. It's on the Gold Coast, and it's for you know I'm going to be performing some raps. It's for upcoming artists. It's about expression. It's about love winning. She goes, "I love you know if you want to, you could do a rap there." And I was like, "Hell yeah!" I was like, "Yes, I'm in." Shook on it, gave her a hug. I was like, "Yes!" High fives. I was like, "Sounds epic." She walks away, and I'm like, "What the fuck did I just say yes to?" Then the reality of it kicked in. Freaking the fuck out. As I say, nothing like a a deadline or an event to get your ass into gear. And so now I had motivation because I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to be performing in front of a thousand people at an event. I was like, I better get some good shit happening. And so she had been working with uh, Johnny Sonic from the Pop Bellies. And he's got an epic track, Don't Hold Back. Don't hold back. <laughs> Not doing the song any justice. Sorry, Johnny. If you're around in the, the 2000s, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s, etc., you would remember that track, epic party track, platinum, double platinum. Not 100% sure, but Johnny's got the the platinum and the gold things to back up his... Uh, his musical genius. And so she's like, I can connect you with him if you want. I'm like, okay, awesome. So next minute I talk to Johnny. He's like, yeah, man. He goes, it's teared up. Come down to Melbourne. I'm in Melbourne. And I was on the Gold Coast. And I said, all right, let's do it. Book some flights. You know, I'm on my way to create some tracks. I was like, it's actually happening. I was like, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this, but Johnny's like, yeah, man, you guys bring, I said, do I need to bring anything? He's like, dude, just bring anything you've written. Just bring it along and, you know, we'll make some magic. Anyway, so I went there, I sort of felt like I was flying blind a little bit. I was like, there wasn't much prep. And so I got down to Melbourne and uh, rocked up in the studio, just tuned into trust. I was like, I just got to trust the process. Like I'm, I'm here for a reason. Let's just keep taking the steps. Let's just trust the process. And that's the key point I want you guys to to understand and take home from this is trusting the process. You don't need to have all the answers. You don't need to know where it's going. We just need to trust in the process. And when you can trust in the process, trust in the steps, trust in the whispers, trust in the hunches, trust in the lessons, the uncomfortableness, the comfort zone, the stretching of that, when you can trust in that process and trust yourself and back yourself, that's where the magic is. That's where the money is. That's where the rich mystic man resides.
And so here I am in the studio. Johnny's like, all right, man, what do you got? So I'm like, well, I've got this Revel piece, right? He played me the, he played me some tracks he'd made because I, I sent him my uh, songs that I, that I, um, he got me to send me, send him five songs that had the biggest impact on my life, right? So I sent him uh, <laughs> Coolio, uh, Gangster's Paradise, Swedish House Mafia, um, Don't You Worry Child, Dave Getter, Just a Little More Love, Tupac, potentially changes or it might have been um ambition as a writer and uh there might have been a dre track or something in there and he's like dude interesting (laughs) interesting combination of music (laughs) it's like well that's me and so we got down there and he'd, he'd made two tracks two just instrumentals and i was listening to i was like dude these are epic i was like this is so hot man i love this this is great and he's like awesome man i'm on point and he is he's you know he's an epic producer he's he knows music he's created he has created epic beats and so we're down there and you know i got out this he goes what do you got and i said well i got this rebel piece i was like it rhymes at parts but it's more like poetry i was like how do i get it to the beat and how do i make it rap and he's like oh easy so he took it out and just you know first line cool then just put this here this here and made it rhyme right and sort of took the writing and then we sort of just workshopped it and in i don't know probably 45 minutes we cre- we'd written a first verse and i was like i'm a fucking rapper <laughs> i'm a rapper i did it and so yeah over that day we wrote down that track um i went home i practiced it and then we came back we recorded it the next day wrote the next track called freedom and uh came back the next day recorded that and i was like holy shit man i'm doing it and then johnny did his magic worked on it i came back and i you know showed it to my wife played it to my wife my son my daughter my daughter wasn't born at that time just my son and you know it was epic it was just such an amazing experience it was just like it was just my soul on fire. It was like it was the place I was meant to be. It was just so much fun. It was just, and I was like, I'm freaking doing it. I can't believe it. And you know, it's it, my my song's my song. It's like I liked it. I thought it was cool. You know, I'm no Eminem yet, but it was me. You know, popping my cherry, getting something going. And so I discovered I also loved it. I just. It just brought me passion. It brought me joy. You know, I loved the whole experience of it. So I'm like, Johnny, can we do this again? So I paid him some more money. Um, went down to Melbourne, got another track called Clean Money. And then I managed to, we had another Freedom Fest event coming up. This one, there was a thousand people. And so then I was like, darling, my wife, I was like, I want to record these tracks. She's like, yeah, epic, do it. So we had the Love Love Wins event. I performed there. I did my first um, wrapped there super nervous but it's just when i did i was like oh my god i just felt so freaking good and yeah then we then we yeah i performed the the two tracks i might have three tracks by then clean money i think and it was just an amazing experience i was like i just need to do more of this and so you know since then i've just been leaning in 
leaning in, leaning in and exploring it. And, you know, COVID happened and going to Melbourne, I had more kids and, you know, there's time in between visits in the studio, et cetera. And, but just recently what's happened is, you know, Johnny, um, he came up, we'll do I did an event called Own Your Beat and it was a, it was a, it was an event I did for my brother to helping with his healing. Um, I was actually, it was on 10 days before he passed away. And so it was this super amazing event. I'll share that story another day. And, you know, it was me, when I say own your beat, it's like, for me, that's like doing that thing that's on your heart, that thing that you're inspired to do, that thing that's like stretching you, that thing that's, that's calling you, that's with those whispers, those, you know, what I'm talking about here, that's owning your beat. You know, more people, I say, if there's more people in the world owning their beat, the world will be a better place. Doing the thing that's calling them. Because when you're in that zone, when you're in that flow, like you feel good, you feel fulfilled. And when you're fulfilled, it doesn't mean life's easy and no shit happens and no unfortunate events happen to you. But it's like, you feel like you're a man on a mission. And there's some energy that radiates from people that are on a mission, that are doing that thing. And so that's my intention for this podcast. That's my intention for you. That's my intention for the world. To own the fucking beat. To do that thing that's in your heart. Whatever that is for you. Whether it's starting a business. Whether it's creating music. Whether it's asking out a girl. If you're a girl, asking out a guy. Whether it's... it's Or if you're a guy, asking out a guy. <laughs> no judgment here. Whatever that thing is. Right? could be you know doing a diet or the transformation or whatever that thing is you know that thing it's calling you fucking do it just take a step just take a step just one step and then another step and another step and another step and just keep going stepping 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 it's not like it doesn't happen just overnight but there's these, these small steps there's these small refinements and I'll share an experience that I've just had recently because, yeah, Johnny, I had this event. Johnny came up for this. Uh, he said, listen, because I want to be with you when you're writing your next tracks. Let's write them together. And uh, I can I can show you how to up level and go to another level with your music. Epic, let's do it. I'm on. I'm in. Let's make it happen. Nothing for me, nothing's more exciting. That my favorite place in the world now is on the stage with that mic in my hand with a group of people just performing and unleashing. Even if there's no people there, I still I still love it. And so I'm like, yeah, man, let's create some more music. And something about the whole process of creating the music and you know, getting the beat and laying down the tunes and getting the story and and expressing and learning and and uh, you know, articulating in a really powerful and poetic way is is I just love the whole process. And just being in the studio with Johnny, like we just have a ball. It's 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 classic. It's fun. And so Johnny came up just to just to write a couple of tracks together. And when he's up, he's like, he just loved being up here. You know, we live in the Northern Rivers. He's like, man, I love it up here. I need to get the fuck out of Melbourne. I'm like, do it, man. That'd be so much better. Like, if you're up here, we could create so much more music. I don't have to fly down to Melbourne. I could just drive somewhere and do it. Like, imagine that. And so Johnny came up. You know, we agreed to do 12 tracks together, write an album. And so, you know, it went from doing music here and there to like 
you know, us scheduling our, scheduling our time to do it every day almost. You know, obviously I still have my family and my kids and my business and, and things that I do, but like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is music time in the studio. And so all of a sudden, you know, 12 tracks, it's a lot. You know, I went from just sort of doing it here and there to going 12 tracks in 12 weeks. So next minute I'm like, whoa, this is a lot, you know, feeling the the pressure of it. And it's also calling me to show up more, to to become better at my craft, to be faster at writing, to be more prolific with what's coming out of me and jotting down the story and coming up with story ideas and ideas for beats and, you know, what I want to, the message I want to get out there, what I want to share with the world, what stories do I want to express, what's the points I want to make, what's the impact I want to make through my music. And so, you know, I was having this epic tra- chat with Johnny the other day and, you know, he's like, dude, because like we really, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot that we're doing here. And so, and one thing that Johnny said to me, he goes, dude, just do like two hours a day of writing. First thing in the morning. I said, well, I've been getting up at 4am. He says, awesome. Four to six. Just write. It's an awesome creative time. Just write. Two hours. I said, well, I find sometimes I might write and I sit there and I'm spending an hour just on like one little, like couple of sentences. (laughs) He's like, awesome, man. It's just, it's, it's chipping away. You know, and you might do that and then boom, flow out and do the whole verse in a minute. And that's sometimes that happens. It just goes, falls out of me. And other times you got to sort of like grind a little bit. You're not feeling like you're in the zone. And that's the reality of life is sometimes you, you feel like you're in the flow. It's all, it's all easy. It's like, it's, it's all, it's all dynamic. It's all free flow. It's all fucking epic. And then sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, it's, you feel like you're pushing shit uphill and it's a challenge and you feel like hiding away from the world. You feel like giving up. You feel like turning it off. You feel like running away. And so what I discovered through my writing experience was that whether I felt good, amazing, high energy, feeling good, or whether I felt shit, Low, down, depressed, sad, couldn't be bothered, lazy. If I just sat down and write, the result after sitting down and write, writing, there'd be more written. Didn't matter how I was feeling, there'd still be progression. So doesn't matter how you're feeling, just do something carve out some time and my my take home for you my call to action is listening to this podcast or watching this podcast no doubt there's probably something that's landed for you that's like that's something it's like you've realized there's something you've been putting off something you've been putting to the side something you've been procrastinating on haven't been honoring it honoring yourself have been betraying yourself by not following through, by not taking the action from it. And that starts to, that starts to, starts to, starts to build up. It starts to build up and it can create anxiety, it can create illness, it can create disease in your body. So what's that thing? This is your home play. What's that thing? What is it? 
You know what it is. Write it down. And take the first step. Do something. As soon as you get off, finish listening to this podcast, do something. Do something right now. Just a little, it doesn't have to be massive. Like for me, it started with a Facebook post. Right, I'm going to do a Facebook post. Put it out there. And then I got this response. Do something. Could be writing it down. It's a great first step. I am a successful entrepreneur. I am a successful artist. I am a lyrical genius. I am a rapper. Like whatever that thing is. Write it down. Because you're, you're now taking it as an idea and you're grounding it. And then what's the first step? Just ask the question. You know. You know within. You know, it'll come to you if you keep asking the question. The power of your life is based on the power of the questions that you ask. And the clarity of the questions you ask. And the consistency of the questions you ask. It's all there. Creativity is all there. Johnny was saying this to me powerfully the other day. It was like, Creativity is always there. So like it's blocked, it's just that you're not open to it. So it's always there and you can always tune into it and allow it to flow through. So what's that one thing? What's that little thing? Ask the question. What is it? And then third thing. So identify what it is, write it down, take the first action step and then carve out some time. Like for me, it's first thing, four to six. Kids wake up about six, 6.30. So I'm like, cool, I can get two hours in before the kids wake up, before I'm doing breakfast, before I'm <laughs> putting out fires, before I'm stopping fights between my three kids, <laughs> before it gets hectic, right? I can get two hours in and I can make a lot of progress in two hours. You know, I might write a verse. I might write a song. I might write a line. I might do nothing. I might get nothing out, but at least I've, sat down because that process of sitting down might create space or an idea or there might be some frustration or whatever and it's like it needs to sit with it but i've created this space for me and and time to allow it so carve out some time doesn't have to be two hours if you can do two hours do two hours imagine if you just had two hours now all of a sudden you know we we help people to create an income online to set themselves up financially to create financial freedom and so we say to our community like they're like, how much time do I need to do? Like if you can, and we say to them, like if you can do two hours a day, it's huge. It can radically change your life in two hours a day. You're just moving the needle forward, and it's a start. And maybe, you know, if it's if you're if you're in your business, you're an entrepreneur, and you want to blow up your brand, or you want to, you know, you know, maybe maybe the thing is is like I need to start doing video. I need to start doing content. I need to do a podcast. Like I, I need to create some. YouTube, a YouTube channel. I need to start showing up doing video. I need to do speaking. Maybe you're resonating with my speaking story and maybe speaking something that scares the shit out of you. The thing is, leaning into it and doing the thing that's uncomfortable, you get more than just being able to do the thing that was uncomfortable because courage comes in through action. Courage comes in through action. You don't get the courage to do the thing. You do the thing and you get the courage. So by me leaning in to speaking, what do you think happened? More opportunities arise and it's, I work through that discomfort and I've got, I got more comf- confidence. You know, 
And confidence is just competence. So I had more confidence in speaking because I felt like I knew how to speak and just share and get up there. And now I can just get up there and share and speak from the heart. And I love that I can do that because now at like weddings and doing speeches and whatever, I'm always the first to put my hand up. You know, we had to be at a party. My wife elbows me. She's like, oh, babe, do a speech. I'm like, okay, sweet. Okay, ding, 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 ding. And I'll do a speech just straight from the heart. About 10 years ago, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, no way. You do a speech. <laughs> so by leaning into those things and doing the things which are uncomfortable and leaning into your edges, you grow as a human and it clears your energy field. And by clearing that energy field, it creates more space because there's no, there's not as many things in life that scare the shit out of you and be, are awkward. There's less fear. There's less fear in your field. There's less fear in your system. And so that when there's less fear in, in your field and your system, you have more space to receive abundance, opportunity, people. You literally become more like a magnet because your energy field's clearer. It's not clear. There's still stuff to work through. We all do. I do. There's still things that scare the shit out of me that I'm fearful of. That when they arise, I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But then I know that I'll eventually do it when the timing's right and I'll lean into it. Right? So for me, my goal is stadium events. It excites the shit out of me, scares the shit out of me, but it's going to be epic when I do it. But I know it's a gradual thing. It doesn't start there. And that's the thing. When you're starting something new, you're not going to be a pro at it. You know, and this has been a hard lesson for me. I'm like, I feel like I'm comparing myself to Eminem. It's like, well, Eminem didn't start where he is. He became Eminem by constant daily action, by doing the thing, by leaning in, putting himself into situations, showing up, asking the question, refining his craft, writing every day, you know, creating music every day. Same with any successful entrepreneur or any person in a successful relationship. They work on it. They work on themselves. Anyone that has a good body shape, anyone that's in good physical health, doesn't just happen. You got to work on it every day. You got to say no to many things. You got to not put shitty food in your mouth. You got to, you know, limit your alcohol. You got to drink more water. You got to exercise. You got to move. You got to sleep. So it doesn't just happen. It's small little steps that happen over time. But you do that consistently day in, day out. Over a few years' time, you'll gain a better body. You'll be in better shape. You'll have a body that you're proud of. And same thing within your business. If you stay focused and committed and resilient and, re and consistent, you know, you'll start to see better results in your life. So yeah, what's that thing? Take an action step before it. Know that there's going to be discomfort. Know that you're going to have to really, yeah, push through. But it's a learning edge. And know that with each time you're learning, you're healing and you're growing. And you're clearing your energy field to open up more space for more opportunity and more abundance. So this is the key to abundance. It's being clear. We'll discuss that on another podcast. So yeah, identify what that is. Write it down. Take some action steps. Commit to it. Know it's going to be uncomfortable. But know you're going to get better with every single day. Carve out some time. Make some space. And commit to it. And I want to uh, be here 10 years from now. There's a book called The Slight Edge. One of the, the key elements to having success in every area, area of your life is just be here 10 years from now. Just keep doing it. I was talking to Johnny the other day. I was like, dude, you know, we're talking about writing and 
my writing development and where it's going and where it's come from. And I was like, dude, imagine in 10 years, because that's how long I'm committed to it for, if not more. I'm like, I know this will take me 10 years to get to a level of mastery because that's how long it takes. You know, it took me 10 years to create my first million. 10 years of being an entrepreneur. Everyone's like, well, that happened so quickly. I'm like, not really. You didn't see all the shit and all the work and all the, the time and energy and the grind that went behind that. Working on myself, working in my business, waking up early, staying up late, reading, reading, learning, doing the things that are uncomfortable. It was relentless. And I spent many years being super broke and talking about what I was going to create that did not happening yet. But me just knowing, being resilient and being persistent, me showing up, me learning. Now we have a successful, thriving business. But it didn't just happen overnight. The courage comes in through action. Step by step, day by day, a chain reaction. The other options, retraction. Left long enough brings immune reaction. It's really so sad to see a slave to the system not living free. Flip the switch, give yourself permission. Back yourself, my brother, make the big decision. When you jump, the universal back you. Friends will think you're whack, haters will attack you. As Martini said to me, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. Letting go of control. Tell that little bitch voice where to go. Trust it, life. Will not take you to the wrong place. It will never betray you. That's uh, the last verse on my track, Sold My Soul, um, which I'll be releasing soon. I'd already be released. You can check out my tunes on Spotify, on iTunes. Get a taste for my music. I've got a bunch of new ones coming. Stay tuned. Uh, you can jump onto clinxmorgan.com uh, or .org um, and uh, you can get a get a gauge for the music when it's being released. Stay up to date with the podcast. So big love legends. I'm excited about being here. I'm excited about this conversation. I'm excited about the Rich Mystic Man and what's going to happen. And um, I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you listening. And if you got some value for this from this, then please share it around. If you know there's someone that you that you know that has something that they've been talking about, they're not acting on it, send it to them. Say, hey, dude, hey, sis, listen to this. I think you get some value from this, whether they're a man or a woman. Um, yeah, send it, share it, share it around, share it on, share it on your social, sharing. Sharing is caring, as they say, in the rich mystic man cave, which is where I'm coming to you live from. And uh, yeah, so big love and look forward to having a deeper conversation with you on the next episode of The Rich Mystic Man. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends, give it five stars, leave a comment. But most important thing of all is to take action from the wisdom and the nuggets that you heard within this show because that's where the magic happens. That's where the growth happens and that's where the rich mystic man resides. And if you're serious about your growth, follow me across my social media at Morgan and visit my website at www.clint.com x morgan that's www.clintxmorgan.com where you will find more information about my training and membership to keep on expanding be proud of yourself my brother see you on the next episode of the rich mystic man podcast